You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Horn Frogs. This is the Thursday edition, January 28th. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. This is the only daily TCU podcast. Appreciate you joining me today. Uh, I had a good conversation with John Peters from College Baseball Nation. We talked about TCU baseball, the Big 12, and also um, just teams across the nation. So it was a fun interview. I'm going to play that for you. That's going to be the majority of the show today. But before I do that, I did want to pass along some TCU news and notes to get you ready for the day. Uh, TCU basketball, the men, they play in Kansas tonight at 7 o'clock in Lawrence. And Jamie Dixon will be coaching the team. There was a question about if he could do that uh, because he's been in isolation for almost two weeks now with COVID-19. He's been cleared to go, though, so he's going to make that trip, and he'll be on the bench in Lawrence. Obviously, TCU lost, um, and they got beat pretty soundly by KU at home earlier this season, so hopefully a more competitive game tonight as they go on the road and uh, and, and play KU, trying to get back on track, Uh, a rough stretch for uh for the team going into that long extended break and uh now now they're back at it and also today um, and this fits really well because we're going to talk with john peters here in a moment but tcu released their baseball schedule they're going to open the season of course in that tournament at globe life field the big 12 sec challenge they're playing old miss on friday february 19th mississippi state on friday february 20th and then arkansas on friday on uh sunday February 21st their first home series of the year will start on February 26th when they put when they play Liberty um, they're also going to go to Lafayette Louisiana and that's going to be another big non-conference series against the Raging Cajuns that'll start Friday March 19th big 12 play starts for the Frogs on March 26th against Baylor and then some other big series they'll be on the road in Lubbock starting on April 9th and uh, looking for that Texas series as well. They're hosting Texas starting on Friday, May 7th, and they'll close out the regular season with a three-game set against Kansas State on the road in Manhattan. So that's some of the highlights from the TCU schedule release. But right now, let's get into it. Here's my conversation with John Peters from College Baseball Nation on TCU, the Big 12, and college baseball around the country. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast, and I'm chatting with uh, a special guest today. We're talking some college baseball, and specifically TCU and the Big 12. It's uh, John Peters. You can find him on Twitter, at Johnny underscore Omaha underscore, and he works for uh, College Baseball Nation. They do a really good job covering college baseball across the uh, the country, and, and we'll scatter around a little bit. But John, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thanks so much for having me. It's great talking college baseball. It's finally starting to feel more and more real. The more of these things that we do, it just it's, it's just right around the corner. It really is. We got schedules now, which is fantastic because it, it feels tangible. These games look like they're going to get played, which is great news for everybody. I wanted to start at just sort of how did you get into this? Where did your passion for the sport start and what led you to, to start covering it full time? Yeah, so we have a mix of guys at College Baseball Nation. Everyone played youth baseball, some at higher levels. We have some guys who went into the scouting path. Me personally, I think the schools I ended up at for my education were just really good baseball schools, Texas A&M and Stanford. And I got really into watching college baseball. I started developing as a journalist, 
and thought, hey, there's not enough people covering college baseball. Let's give it a shot. And fortunately, coaches have been willing to take calls from me and things have gotten off the ground. And here we are today. So I know you're an unbiased journalist, but as someone who went to A&M, do, do you twitch a little bit when, when TCU comes up? I mean, is, I know there's some there's some super regionals there that were uh, that were tough, but it, are you over that, John? Can you talk to Slosh and, and it's all good? I think, you know, talking to Schlossnagel has probably helped put that, that pseudo PTSD to rest a little <laughs> bit because the more you talk to him and, and you see what his program's like, you can't not like him. Like he's, he's such an iconic baseball coach. And yeah, the Horn Frogs have had some absolutely brutal wins over the Aggies uh, deep in the postseason. But um, I mean, you, you got to respect them. And I think there is, really a lot of, a lot of mutual respect at least at the coaching level between him and Childress at A&M it's it's kind of a fraternity right college baseball in the state of Texas it's uh, uh, a real battle of the best in the state so I don't think there's bad blood at least me mm-hmm. personally not anymore yeah A&M's a great program and the environment there in College Station for games is is incredible we're talking to John he's from College Baseball Nation and you can find uh, the site on Twitter at College Baseball and that they're really active on social media, pumping out stories every day and have a link for their podcast there as well. So I wanted to get into the TCU conversation and you posted a really good write up today. Uh, it's titled TCU poised for deep postseason run in 2021. And you know, John, it's been the TCU had the um, long streak of, of consecutive trips to Omaha. And in the last few years, they've, they've been a team that's kind of on the bubble on the fringe felt like they were going in the right direction again last season before everything shut down. But when you talked with Coach Schlosh, what were a few of the things that stood out about his expectations for the season? Yeah, I think the first thing about expectations for TCU is that, I mean, he set the bar so high. So I think the expectations, even though if he won't explicitly say it, are to, to compete for the top of the Big 12, make it to Omaha year after year. And like you said, there's a little bit of a downturn in terms of, of TCU. I mean, sneaking into a regional in 2019 a little bit, 2020, they were on track, I think, to, to make a regional and compete towards the top of the Big 12. But 2021, things seem to be coming back together for them. I think the big thing for the Horned Frogs is, is really their depth. And you're going to hear that a lot for a lot of different teams in college baseball. And you're going to hear it so much. It's a little bit of a cliche, of course, with the rosters expanding, with the, just the five-round MLB draft. Uh, you're you're getting a lot more talent across the board in college baseball, but TCU in particularly has benefited from that. And you can see that just in their weekend rotation. So they return their entire weekend rotation. That's always a good thing when you do that. But at the same time, talking to coach Schlossnagel, it it's not like the, the weekend's getting handed to these guys. You have young guys coming in who are going to be competing for spots in the weekend rotation, Austin Crow was a guy who Schlossnagel pointed out as uh, if the season were to start, it'd be really hard not to put him in the rotation. And then I think in terms of offense, uh, the offense was a little bit more trying. It was uh, They had four guys or so that batted over 300, but a couple guys who just hadn't quite put it together in 2020. I think the offense is going to be better in 2021. There's three guys, three freshmen, that probably will be competing for positions uh, at three position players will be competing for spots in that lineup. And uh, I think that's a really test, a testament to, to these younger guys who are competing for spots because TCU lost nobody to the draft, nobody to undrafted free agents. So if you have these young guys coming in competing with these talented guys, that's a pretty good sign. 
And uh, you mentioned it, like everybody's experience this year in college baseball, there are teams that are really loaded. Maybe no one benefited more from this kind of super senior rule than TCU because they had a lot of guys who said, well, you know, with the shortened draft, I'm probably not going to get picked. I'll, I'll run it back. And one name that came up, you know, Hunter Wolf and like Gene Wood, they were really good last year. But Austin Henry was struggling a lot. And, and I noticed that Coach said he felt like in the fall he was sort of breaking out of that and maybe he could be a key piece to that offensive turnaround if he can get going again. Yeah, those first two guys you mentioned, uh, Schlossnagel said probably are going to be three and four on the lineup. But Austin Henry is uh, is an interesting guy. So he's another redshirt senior. All those guys are redshirt seniors, which that's pretty impressive when you have, you know, 22, 23-year-old guys playing for you. Uh, according to Schlossnagel, he had the best fall of, of the hitters, the biggest jump in the fall. And uh, it, it's someone who I think could end up being in the middle of the lineup, um, maybe just behind those guys. I, I think, uh, like you said, Henry had a little bit of uh, a slow start to 2020, uh, just I mean, batting under the Mendoza line there. But I think Schlossnagel is optimistic moving forward with Henry. He seems to have had a, a really good offseason. We'll return to my conversation with John Peters from College Baseball Nation in a moment. But before that, I want to tell you about a few sponsors. Uh, Rock Auto, if you're like me and cars, you know, everything that comes with it, the maintenance and and keeping it running is overwhelming to you, just don't know a lot about it, I'd love to introduce you to Rock Auto. RockAuto.com, they're actually a locally owned business um, that's been serving customers for years. They have great low prices. And the great thing about Rock Auto is, with all the different makes and models now and vehicles that are out there, they um, have a great database of the parts you need. They let you compare prices, compare your manufacturers, give you, give you reviews. It's perfect for you know somebody who really knows about cars and works on them on the weekend. And mechanics use it. It's also really good for people like me, just novice folks who are like, hey, what do I need to keep my car running and to keep it in good shape? rockauto.com they have a how you heard about a section and i'd love for you to go there and click locked on when you do that again that's rockauto.com also want to talk about betonline.ag tell you about it every day betonline.ag they are your online sports book experts it's the perfect place to go um, to get the latest on the Super Bowl. What's the lines going to be? What is the over-under? What are some of the prop bets that I could get involved in? They also have great news on uh, or great notes and great tips on college basketball. When college football season gets back in action uh, in the fall, that's the place to be, betonline.ag. If you join and use the promo code LOCKEDON, they'll throw in a 50% welcome bonus for you 50 percent welcome bonus so check that out today one more time that's betonline.ag lee sterling from paramount sports who does the locked on bets podcast every day he's giving you the latest on what to bet on make yourself some money today betonline.ag back on locked on horn frogs here's part two of my conversation with john peters from college baseball nation we continue on the topic of tcu and we also expand into the big 12 Back to that conversation with John. Just a big picture question for you, John, because I, I saw a coach said that, you know, it feels like this eligibility rule is going to have a ripple effect for a number of years. Uh, I totally understand why it was done. I think it's going to be great for the sport. But having everyone back this year, it seems like everybody is, is all for it and excited about it. How much juggling do you think there's going to be? And, you know, two or three years down the road with, with the potential log jam there could be just with, with roster size and so many players that could possibly play at different positions. Yeah, you're kind of seeing, I mean, especially, too, with the cutting of the minor league system and major league baseball, 
I think college baseball is turning a little bit more into that minor league system. Uh, it's something that with 2020 or 2021, sorry, I don't think it's going to play as big of a role because there might be instances of contact tracing and you're still having COVID things going on. So yeah, roster is going to be big, but how much of that roster is going to be active any given weekend? I mean, hopefully that stays a big number, but you know, some teams are going to have issues with that. I think uh, it's actually something that Coach Schlossnagel said is basically the, the guys who are playing the best are the ones that are going to be pitching the innings, getting the at-bats. And I've heard from some coaches thinking about the idea of, of development, you know, making sure your young guys get at least some at-bats, some innings here and there. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of these top coaches are, are expecting to throw their best arms, their, their best hitters out there. And if it, if it leads to a, a bunch of transfers and to guys not getting playing time, uh, it's, it's probably going to be just some of those ripple effects like you're talking about. We're going to find out how good the CCU team is uh, pretty early on. They're opening the season with this Big 12 SEC Challenge Tournament at Globe Life Field. Um, they play Old Miss, and then they also get Mississippi State and uh, in Arkansas. But, John, just how much do you think this will be a barometer, not just for TCU, but all those teams in that field getting to play each other in consecutive days and uh, a, a bunch of top ten teams that are facing off right away? Yeah, first off, hats off to the Texas Rangers for putting this together and all the coaches for agreeing to this. This is, I think, the type of thing that is really going to help people get excited about college baseball. Opening up this weekend with the three best teams probably from the SEC West, the three best teams from the Big 12, it's going to be a pretty exciting weekend of baseball. In terms of what you can extrapolate down the road from that, I mean, in some ways, this, these are the teams that you're probably going to see in Omaha. So you want to be beating them now and you want to be beating them at the end of the season. But ultimately, it matters a whole lot more if you're beating them at the end of the season. And I think something that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out is uh, we know that there's going to be guys that have pitch limits early in the season. There's still going to be teams figuring out their, their rotations, their rosters. And I think it's, it's going to be really useful to see who's kind of that, that front runner who's getting off that hot hot start uh teams with with added depth probably are going to be the type of team that do well in this tournament um but ultimately i think these coaches are going to be using this as an opportunity to get guys innings in high pressure situations early in the season and you know if you ask any of these coaches they'd probably rather win the big 12 or the sec than this tournament so it's going to be really interesting to see how how these different coaches choose to manage on College Baseball Nation, y'all have a preseason top 50, and I wanted to ask you about a few other teams in the Big 12 that highlighted that. Uh, Texas Tech coming in at number three. You know, Coach Tadlock's done a great job there. Lubbock has become um, one of those really special places to play, and, and the ball just flies out there. But what are some of your impressions at, about this Tech team? Obviously, uh, you know, you guys think a lot of them having them at number three coming into the year. Yeah, it's – uh, yeah, Tim Tadlock has done such a good job of getting them to consistent Omaha contenders. Uh, Dylan Noisy was just announced preseason player of the year for by the, the coaches in the Big 12. Uh, I think that in terms of depth of position players and depth in arms, it, Texas Tech is kind of in a class of its own right now. And I would say they're the front runner in the Big 12. Uh, they just have a ridiculous number of guys who can throw 95 plus. They have four, five, six guys who could be in any team's weekend rotation. And I think the the biggest issue is going to be trying to figure out who's the best in any given series for, for Tim Tadlock, um, because there's just going to be so many good guys there for him. Uh, I think that 
just behind them, Texas and, and TCU probably are going to be really nipping at their heels. I think those are kind of the next two teams in terms of tiers in the Big 12. But um, Texas Tech probably has, has earned the right to be preseason favorite. Got one more segment with John Peters from College Baseball Nation coming at you next. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the market. They have some great flavors. German chocolate, peanut butter, lemon almond cheesecake, um, cookies and cream. They have great original flavors, some ones you might want to try. Venture out your taste buds a little bit. Expand your palate. And here's the great thing about Built Bar. Along with that great taste, it's good for you. 180 calories. It's good fuel for your body. I've gotten in the habit lately. Built Bar was kind enough to send me a shipment of, uh, of bars, and I've been eating them for breakfast. And it helps get me through the day. I've never been a huge breakfast person, so Built Bar is perfect for me because I can eat it. It's got great taste, and then I can just kind of go about my business in the mornings, and I don't get hungry until later on. BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Get 20% off. If you're saying, Stephen, I don't want to spend a lot of money on protein bars I don't know much about, well, just give it a try. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off. BuiltBar.com. Check it out today. Final segment coming your way on Locked On Horn Frogs. Here is the conclusion of my conversation with John Peters from College Baseball Nation. So outside of those three, I mean, I know Oklahoma State's always very good. Um, you know, Baylor, Kansas State cracked your top 50. What's the team outside of Tech, uh, TCU, and Texas that you feel like could be sort of a dark horse in that Big 12 race this year? Yeah, that's, that's really such a tough question. I was actually, we were just talking about this with a couple of guys at College Baseball Nation, where we really like Texas Tech. We think if we had to say, you know, they're a clear number one right now, as, as clear as you can get. Um, two and three, TCU, Texas, I think are really tight um, with each other. There's maybe a little bit of a drop-off, but not because the rest of the teams aren't good. I think Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Baylor, West Virginia, Kansas State are all really solid teams. And in fact, we have all of them ranked in our top 50. So if you're, you're keeping score at home, that means we have eight of the nine teams that play baseball in the Big 12 ranked in our top 50. So obviously think, we think the Big 12 is going to be pretty good. Uh, I think that really all of those teams, those, that, those five teams in the middle, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Baylor, West Virginia, Kansas State, all of them could finish fourth place. And all of them, I think, could finish eighth place. And that's a really interesting situation because the Big 12 has never gotten more than seven teams into the postseason. So I don't think eight or nine teams can get in. So one of those teams is going to get left out. Uh, who's that going to be? I mean, if we had to pick it right now, that would be Kansas State would get left out. But they have Jordan Wicks going on Friday night, who has just announced co-preseason uh, pitcher of the year in the Big 12, probably going to be a first or second round guy. And, you know, that's a team that we think might not make it into a regional. That's, that says a whole lot about how good the Big 12 is this year. <laughs> Very deep conference, and I, I think, as you said earlier, depth is the word when it comes to college baseball this season. So, finally, just from a national perspective, um, you know, I, I know you have Florida at one, UCLA at two. Could you name me two or three teams that you just think are, are really poised to make a deep run in Omaha and, and be in that national championship picture at the end of the year? Yeah, I think there's always going to be uh, uh, Big 12, SEC, ACC teams in play. So, I think uh, we haven't talked about ACC. I think they're have a lot of really good competitors right at the top. So Louisville has of course made a name for themselves, but Virginia is really a talent hotbed and they're trending in the right direction. And that's one of those teams. I think that maybe we're a little bit uh, bullish on compared to the rest of the industry. Um, so I, I like Louisville and, and Virginia. I think the PAC 12 
is a, a little bit interesting to think about. Arizona is kind of similar to Virginia in that uh, expects to make it to Omaha, expects to win national championships, hasn't been quite as good lately, but has a whole bunch of really exciting freshman arms. Uh, from outside of the, the power conferences, uh, the Big West has put a pretty good brand, brand of baseball together right now. I think UC Santa Barbara is really exciting uh, if you want to look at the American East Carolina. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of the usual suspects at the top. We have Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, all in our top ten. And, of course, they all have a good shot at making it, uh, making it to Omaha and making a deep run in Omaha. John, I don't know how much you've talked to coaches about, you know, the COVID protocols in that situation, but we've obviously seen, you know, we got through football season, basketball, uh, we're, we're getting through that as well. So I have faith that college baseball's going to happen, but ha- have you spoken with coaches who have said what they're trying to do to eliminate, you know, the possibility of contact tracing, wiping out their entire pitching staff or, you know, wiping out a bunch of their infielders? Uh, is that just something you think they're going to have to, sort of navigate through and live through um, the expanded roster will help that to a certain point. But have you had a chance to talk to coaches about what, you know, they're trying to do other than follow the protocols to, to make sure they can get out there on, on Tuesdays and Friday through Sunday, week in and week out. Yeah. I think there's a couple things that I'm hearing from coaches about maybe some changes this year that they they've made. I think there is definitely a limiting of the number of, of long distance trips. So you're seeing a lot more regional sort of non-conference play, regional in terms of geography. So the type of thing that maybe you can take a bus over to, or at the very least, yeah, you're not spending a, a weekend with a flight on either end of it. Um, so that's one thing. Definitely conferences are talking about roster minimums. So whether or not uh, teams are su- successful in limiting COVID or contact tracing issues, um, I know at the very least the Big 12 has been discussing it. And it's probably going to be voting on it in the next, maybe next Tuesday or maybe the following week, some sort of minimum number of pitchers or catchers uh, a team will have to have in order to, to be required to play a weekend series in the in conference. Um, I think that that's, that's probably the most progress that's been made is in terms of at least ensuring that, you know, no team's going to be going out there with just one catcher for a whole weekend with fingers crossed, hoping that they can get through a weekend or likewise with just a couple of pitchers. But yeah, it's going to be something that I think uh, head coaches are really going to be pushed in their managing skills, which is going to be something that's going to be interesting, seeing uh, what they do with either expanded rosters or what they do with limited rosters when they have COVID issues. And it's going to be, uh, I think, a really interesting thing to watch. Johnny Peters from uh, College Baseball Nation. He does a great job. John, thanks for joining the show. And you can find John and College Baseball Nation on Twitter. It's at college ball nat at college ball nat they're pushing out content every day they have stories they have a podcast you can also follow them on instagram college baseball nation john i appreciate you joining the show man thanks for doing this for us yeah it was a great time thanks for having me that'll do it that's john peters from college baseball nation appreciate john hopping on with us tomorrow we will close out the week we'll recap that tcu men's basketball game against kansas and we'll get you ready for the weekend locked on horn frogs part of the locked on podcast network your team every day